podcast for all kinds of movies and entertainment conversation um so yeah uh this is the second half of us talking about christmas movies uh the previous episode that you should have heard uh was about non-traditional christmas movies um movies that don't quite fit into the mold of what you might think of as christmas um and this is supposed to be a little bit more traditional more down the line more classic yes yes more, more uh, our classics yeah yeah more um uh nostalgic yeah 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 less things that you would watch as i'm not gonna say as a grown-up but you know as in your older age and sort of appreciate as much um some of which is some of it actually holds up fairly well so that's you know that's how it is sometimes, but and um, some and some doesn't at all. Yeah, some of, it, <laughs> eh, some of it is a little bit rough, but that happens with Christmas movies. Um, so yeah. Uh, before we start, uh, I'm Eric Sayer, and you heard the voice of Arlen Harrow introducing us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is the first episode of here without Alan. That's nothing. Don't worry about Alan. He's fine. Or I just I just didn't ask him. He, he's kind of he seemed kind of tired. So, but he will continue to be on other episodes. So don't worry about that. Um, so yeah, this is our traditional Christmas movies. And uh, Eric, uh, uh, I'll let you start us off with the first yeah. movie. Uh, just before we start. Talking about movies, uh, I want to say my personal favorite traditional Christmas thing is a TV series called uh, The Secret World of, World of Santa Claus. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's it's a French series, actually. So Le Monde Sacré de Bernal, which I watch every episode every year for, I'll say, the for like 10, 12 years of my life. So... <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of episodes, and I know I've seen them each of them multiple times. But it's a very fun show that that is translated in English, so worth looking up maybe. But mm. a topic for another day. Yeah. Uh, what's probably my favorite Christmas movie is a Christmas short. Uh, it's a Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, an animated film based on uh, Charles Schultz uh, comics. And I just think it's such a good, fun watch. It's lovely. It's, uh, it's it has the 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 peanuts humor, the classic peanuts humor that I that's like that's kind of dumb and kind of good. And at the same time, the 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 philosophy and life lessons that that uh, make those comics. So uh, enjoyable yeah um i love this cartoon and i didn't realize it until i rewatched it um it's delightful um any original yeah. peanuts is um the voice cast is great um especially considering when it was recorded um 
and the writing is really sharp um and it's it's not sharp in terms of like these are like adults talking as kids they're just really well written kids um yeah and it goes a long way the the therapy session with uh for charlie brown's therapy sessions such a good scene it's so well written written so witty so funny yeah, and I think Lucy is yeah. yeah. Lucy is classic. Yeah, exactly. No, it's. I feel like if you've seen a couple of Charlie Brown movies, those classic ones, you 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 get the gist. But mm-hmm. it's one of those, and it's they're all great. Yeah, yeah, and I think this one, what it does so well, is it has a very strong christmas message um that's very simple and it's one that we it's common in stories about christmas you know work it's pointing out that christmas is not about commercialism it's not about money or how much you have um externally it's what you have on the inside um and that's a common christmas theme but it, they put it so simply and in a way that really young kids can understand but in a very potent way um so it just works, um, even as you get older. I think it really holds up. It, it also kind of has this like religious thing that I didn't remember really, but it, mm-hmm. I, I still think it's like if you you grew up uh, like a Christian, like I did, uh, uh, you get it. Like it's it doesn't it never feels like preachy. It's just there because it's how. Uh, how they are yeah 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 it doesn't feel it doesn't feel preachy it feels very natural to yeah what what these kids would come to um linus is a very smart character he's always written that way as sort of being ahead of his years um and he would that's just the reference he would make he would go back to the bible and read it to sort of give these kids context and to you know help charlie remember Mm -hmm thing so yeah um so yeah but it you're right it never feels overwrought in any way um which is nice yeah it's a it's a fun like i i I think i one of it's one of those i used to watch every christmas more or less Mm -hmm. uh and i i rewatch it for the first time in years and it's Held, holds up so well. I think I'm probably gonna rewatch it on Christmas, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it's yeah. <laughs> I know it's one know. of those films. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we can move on to some to another film that was also a delightful to watch uh, for the first time for me. A uh, 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 retelling of a classic. Tale, so um, the Muppets Christmas Carol. Yep, um, this is one of my favorites, um, and it's great because with the Christmas Carol, you're never watching the Christmas Carol for the story, because um, we all know the story at this point. Yeah. It's um, it's ingrained in our heads, um, and it's really just like, well, what details do you remember most, and how does this version that you're watching work in context with all the other versions you've seen 
and you know how well does it play those things that you already like um and this one to me it's it's one of the more original ones it's one of the ones that's most rewatchable um because it's a musical also which adds something extra to it it um and also there's a lightness to this version um that i really enjoy um my other favorite that most people haven't seen it's not i also put scrooge on the list and we can talk about that on another episode but um another version that i really love and nobody if you find it i will be surprised it's a tnt original movie starring patrick stewart um as Ebenezer. um so go google that and find that because it's it's amazing (laughs) Um, <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, and if you can't find that, there's actually a one-man play that he did, um, audio play that he recorded, uh, and it's just him playing all the roles, <laughs> which is also amazing. So that's another thing to find. But this is this is one of my favorites. It's the most revisitable, and when I do revisit the Christmas Carol, it's the version that I go to because it is so fun and it has that Muppet flavor to it of this. Um, dry wittiness for coming out of these puppets that are so whimsical um and it's just so it's just so much fun the music is really light and fun and like if i ever had kids this is the version of the christmas carol that i would show them first yeah no it's yeah it's a pretty great kids movie it's uh, super cheery and uh I wasn't expecting Michael Caine to be in this film nope. when you first mentioned it to me, and he's actually a perfect Scrooge. Like, yep. Yep. yeah, and he I don't think I ever straight. seen. Yeah, yeah, he plays it super straight and super well, and except, uh, of course, at the end when he completely changes and mm-hmm. becomes, uh, and that's that part is very feel, feel the more kitty maybe because he he becomes so nice and it's like oh, okay this film is made for kids yep. the change has to be like complete 180 but he's he's at the start especially the perfect scrooge yeah definitely like he, he nails it um yeah in every way that he needs to um and it's hard to say that because so many people have played scrooge at this point it's just like, well, I don't like when he's in this scene. <laughs> you know, I don't like him. I don't like when he's in the scene with the two little kids hiding under Death's Shroud or whatever. He's, he, you know, but I, I like this person when he does it. So, but yeah, like Michael Caine, he's perfect throughout. I do think you're right. He goes a little bit to 180. But again, I'm able to write that off because it's a musical. And musicals, yeah, exactly. It changes the DNA a little bit. And that's part of why, I, again, that's part of why I like it so much is it it makes it its own thing in a way that most other versions of the story aren't able to. Um, like, their version of Marley is automatically improved by the fact that it's Statler and Waldorf, <laughs> which is just perfect. Um, and their their sarcasm combined with the Marley character, it's just so different from every other version of Marley because the Marley character is always the sad person who just does not want to continue being here. But yeah. Statler and Waldorf are Statler and Waldorf, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. For me, watching Muppets film is kind of weird because I I don't think I watched a lot growing up. I watched more French stuff. 
not surprisingly, I guess. But uh, yeah, I I really like those two recent movies, and I've been I don't know here and there watching a bit of older stuff, and this like it's all so good. <laughs> yeah, like especially for like something that's made for really young kids. Yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, Gonzo as Charles Dickens, he's great. Like the, his writing is always like really good, mm-hmm. which makes the whole thing like flow well, and it's always always lighthearted and entertaining. Yeah, it's a... Yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good adaptation. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you like The Christmas Carol, you're going to like it. I mean, it really comes down to, do you like The Christmas Carol, or are you one of those people who's bored to death with that story? That's um, what people are. Um, also, mm-hmm. another suggestion, go back and read the book, because it's also really good, and it's a really quick read, so that's a thing to do. Like that's a movie. Those two movies we just mentioned. If you have like a younger sibling or mm-hmm. a child or anything, it's something you'll both enjoy. Yes, yes, yeah. and they, and they both. Interestingly enough, they both do what any good kids product. I don't want to say product, but product art piece should do, um, which is they appeal to older audiences adults can watch them and not be completely and utterly bored um and that's yeah. and that's what both the muppets and uh the peanuts at their best uh that's what they've always done um and it's it's good that their christmas iterations have also continued that um yeah so yeah um let's see do we want to move on to another one of your picks yeah, uh, we can talk about a pick that uh, I really didn't remember as well as I thought I did. Uh, uh, I'm talking about The Grinch. Oh. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I thought the animated version and the live-action version were one movie with animated scenes and live-action scenes. I don't know how I got the two mixed up, but it's probably by watching both a lot when I was young. So. Right, right. I could see how that could happen because the so I watched the live action one today and I just I know the animated one well enough that I didn't really need to but um the live action one during the points where it becomes the animated one they do nothing better than the animated one did yeah. like nothing <laughs> the animated one does it so much better during the points where they're covering the same portion, which is the actual book, um, the most interesting parts, the live action one, all happened before. Um, yeah, it's the 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 live action one is. I think its best part is like building up the world and the set designs and the 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 costumes and all that. The look, I love that. I love how it looks and feels and. I kind of like, uh, surprisingly, I like uh, the dog also. Yeah. The dog, I feel like, it's it's so dumb, but, like, 
it's good. Yeah, it's really good. Like, <laughs> like, I was surprised by how many times I was laughing because there are some jokes in here that are not for kids at all. Yeah. Like the, no, no. Like the the Grinch takes this like tablecloth cloth off of a table and nothing falls down and as a kid that was funny as an adult seeing him run over to the table and knock it all down it was hilarious um (laughs) and then when he wraps it around himself and he says to the dog it's not a dress it's a kilt and then when he takes it off he has a garter belt on um which is something i i just didn't notice when i was younger (laughs) no no not at all yeah, that was that, some of it's really good. Yeah, it's prime the, Jim Carrey. Yeah, I, I think I don't like his Grinch really. Yeah. Like rewatching it, he's, it's a bit too much. Yeah, I, I like he, he's acting too much. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. else to describe it. He's like too into it to the point that it's not. It's just to like it's just not fun to watch. It just feels at time like I'd rather it be a bit toned down. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's the Grinch as a sketch character. Yeah. Um, and I get why that happened. It's Jim Carrey. Um, yeah. But I mean, we've seen him do serious things before, and he I know he can tone it down and i get it you know he's doing like a i think it's pg but it's like a pg kids movie you know he gets into sort of a well it's a kids movie so i can go broad um (laughs) uh (laughs) which is not the thing that you should do and it is interesting during the points where they are doing the original movie that's where it gets the most broad and it's the most kid uh centric and like like fart jokes and like a joke that I forgot about, which is Jeffrey Tambor and the dog. Um, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Where Jeffrey Tambor uh. is like asleep or whatever, um, and he sets the dog on Jeffrey Tambor's face. Um, it's really weird. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really weird. It's a really yeah. He weird makes joke. him yeah. Yes. It's so gross. Yeah. Um, and. <laughs> I was, I was blown away by that, <laughs> but yeah, like that's um that's something you would see in like a R-rated Jim Carrey movie. Um, so yeah, that was weird. But I agree, his his Grinch isn't the best. It's good if you're watching it as Jim Carrey, but he happens to be wearing Grinch makeup. Um, but Oscar-winning makeup. Yes, yes, it is like, it's. It's good makeup. It's good, like yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, yeah. A, a like if if they remade this film today, it would never be makeup like this. It'd be just CG. No, it would. But be. It, as makeup, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think anybody else could have nailed live action Who's or live action Grinch any better. Um. So yeah. Um. But uh. So what I I guess what we're saying is uh, watch the Grinch right up until <laughs> he gets to the point where he's about to steal Christmas and then switch to the animated version and then your memory will be much like Eric's from now on. <laughs> <laughs> you will remember them like, as one film. Yeah, the I remember the specific scene so well of uh, his heart growing animatedly uh-huh. and I was 
sure while watching the live action version I, w- I was gonna see that specific scene and when it didn't I was <laughs> it was surprising yeah I, yeah my well child, my childhood Christmas memories weren't perfect also this film is uh, directed by Ron Howard which was also a weird thing to find out yeah <laughs> like Ron Howard he's a weird journeyman director <laughs> Like, he doesn't have a consistent style. And this movie does not... Like, if you were to try and say he did have a style, this movie wouldn't fit whatever style that might be because it's so... It feels like Tim Burton. Um, like, and I was, I was surprised that it wasn't Tim Burton. Uh, and this is the kind of thing that he would do. Because um, it just... It's the Rick Baker of it all, and the set design is so cartoony um in a good way it's very like okay dr seuss is kind of doing a um what's it called i don't remember the name for it but he's not doing like heavy detail in his drawings and this is like if you amplified the detail in his drawings and like went into like the little tiny gritty you know aspects of like the patterns and all that um but it still feels like Seuss, so it's it's very interesting to watch. Um, so yeah, yeah, the the design of his lair especially is such a such so well done. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I I feel like one thing that I don't like about uh, Carrie's performance, especially fitting with the rest of the film, is like it's he's supposed to be redeemable kind of to a certain point and his character is such an asshole that he even at the end when he turns good he's still an asshole right (laughs) that was something i had a problem with too it's like i don't believe that they would suddenly like you at all i don't i don't buy it for a second that you would suddenly become the good guy um because he is like there are points where he's like a villain like it's not like cartoonish child hood villain no it's like i'm a he's a bad guy (laughs) he gives children a saw and tells them to run with it which is a very dark joke um so yeah that's yeah i don't i didn't get that i didn't feel that when that happened um like at at the end he's like the very last scene maybe he's like oh who wants this piece of the turkey Someone says, me? No, no, I'm keeping it. It's for me. Like, like, oh, you're still an asshole. Right, you're still a bad person. <laughs> Even if you're hosting Christmas dinner, you still want to hey, right. piss people off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, that doesn't really work. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, otherwise, um, so really just go watch the original Grinch. I mean, that's, that's what I would say. Yeah. But, um, but if you have to watch this movie, uh, go ahead, I guess. There there are good things in it though. Like I was surprised by how many redeeming qualities I found in it. Um my memory was just like, Oh, this is gonna be one of those movies that I rewatch and I hate. Um and I have many of those from my childhood. Um just so so many. So I was expecting that and I got something that's sort of middle of the road kind of. Um Yeah, some uh, a bit more downs than ups, but uh so like I, for example i like the real girl a lot she's great she's really great um and even in like the flashback sequences all those kids are really good too yeah um, 
And Jeffrey Tambor is doing something very interesting um, as well. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I think uh, we can move to another one of mine, I guess. Um, do you want to talk uh, Christmas Vacation? Uh, I can tell you I really, really didn't like this movie. Like, <laughs> I'm heartbroken. <laughs> um, no, but uh, so here's the thing. Christmas Vacation... It's it's a movie that you kind of have to grow up with. Um, yeah. And it's a movie where you have to have the context of watching the previous two vacation movies with your parents, not liking them. <laughs> watching the third one with them, liking that one a lot, and then groaning because you didn't like the first two. That has to be your history with this movie. <laughs> for it to become your favorite um so it's a very specific movie and it has and i i acknowledge it is very much a a lesser version of the very first movie which is we'll talk we can talk about that on another episode but that's a brilliant the very movie. first uh, which uh, the animal house yes yeah, the very first uh, national ambulance yeah. vacation um good movie um watch it it's it's this movie animal is... house is the only other national lampoon movie that i watched and i i did like it yeah yeah a lot more than this <laughs> yeah yeah that's a yeah um the first vacation is closer in tone to that this is very much like the family version of the original vacation like this is the vacation that everybody can watch um mm-hmm. so it's like and again, as a kid, it worked on me because the humor was so base, <laughs> yeah. but it was Christmas, so I was like, okay, I like this. Um, but it for, like it felt edgy. So uh, some stuff in this film, I still liked, like the the part where they do uh, the sled on the garbage can tops, and it, nope. <laughs> like for no reason, he starts going to the speed of sound <laughs> because of the oil. <laughs> Because you yeah, oil, and it makes no sense, but it's so good. Um, it's the only scene in the whole film that feels like this much fantasy, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, it's um, yeah. it's a weird movie if you're if you're just jumping into the vacation movies without any previous um, viewings of any of the previous vacation movies. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a. I loved this movie, like, even if it is bad, and I've tried watching it and tried to, like, observe it in an objective way, I just can't. Um, like, Cousin Eddie is a classic character in my house, like, when (laughs) I'm with my family, we quote Cousin Eddie to each other because he's so weird. (laughs) I got a metal plate in my head, uh, someone turned, uh, Catherine turned the microwave on and I went brain dead for ten minutes. (laughs) <laughs> like it's a it's a really weird performance um by a very strange actor um yeah and you, you can see everything that's coming gonna happen in this movie coming like yeah. a mile ahead yeah yeah totally it's also been copied like yeah. a zillion times <laughs> that's part of it um like every christmas movie that tries to be a little bit edgy but is still can be viewed by kids um every single one of them is copying this movie to some degree they're copying either a character or a moment or a scene um almost verbatim in some cases yeah. um 
but there's some good, good stuff in there. You know, it's the the neighbor plot line is really good. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, with Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, and her yes, um, and her boyfriend just yeah, they're so angry by the end of it. And at, at the end, she gets attacked by a dog, and that's the end of her story. Her getting attacked by a dog. You don't see her again. Yeah. Um, and I love when they're drinking like uh, Moscow mules and saying, "Oh, maybe we should have gotten a Christmas tree." And then the tree falls, uh, <laughs> the tree breaks their window. Yep. <laughs> no, I, I think their parts are the funniest because mm -hmm. yeah, they they remind me a bit of myself because I'm not like the biggest Christmas dude and. Right. Yeah, <laughs> this is what my friends think of me, actually. <laughs> but I think that my, my biggest problem maybe with the film is like the dude's complaining about his boss not giving him the Christmas bonus, but he's already like super rich, has a huge house, but no, no, he can't afford a pool. That's, that's, the, his, yeah. that's the reason he's so sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is something that you're pointing out that I just now noticed. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, He's he said he doesn't have a pool and he lives in Chicago. Um which is the Yeah, most, Chicago, yeah. The least when, pool-friendly place in America. <laughs> oh, it, he's just a uh, like yeah. He he yeah, he has no reason to complain at no. this point. Just wait a couple of years and get your pool. That's the... Right. You have a very nice house. Also you... Also, you can get your money back. No construction has started yet. Exactly. <laughs> um Yeah. That's something you're pointing out and but still I love the movie. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, a... it's acknowledged though, like yeah, that's a problem with this film is He's a total, like, privileged white dude, and he should not be complaining as much. There are people with much worse things going on in their lives. Uh, yeah, like, as Christmas movies go, the lesson isn't as strong as some of the better ones, and it doesn't really, like, hit until late into the movie. Um, and it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, smashed in. <laughs> It's like it's like a last minute thing of yeah of like Clark right, has it's to Christmas tell you have to put a lesson yeah yeah it's like well it's not about it's not about the presents and it's not about the pool or whatever and that comes at the very last minute and it's basically Clark telling the audience it's not about that though and so yeah it it's it's got problems but I I stand by that it's a good film but uh <laughs> yeah I'm I I am glad that you, you were honest honest about it though because i'm always interested to know if i'm the only one who thinks a movie is great or not um so yeah it's uh do you have any like final thoughts on the movie any other things that like really stood out at you as like wow what's what's with this movie what's wrong with this uh who's who plays the daughter Oh. She's been in a bunch of stuff. She's like, she's, she was, uh, she's great, actually. Yeah. She, yeah, no, she's a, yeah. maybe they, other than Chevy Chase and uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, the actor from the film with the biggest career after that, Yeah, I think. Yeah, um, 
I guess this is something I should ask. How did you feel about Beverly Beverly D'Angelo, Clark's wife? Because she's the standout for me in all three of the original Vacation movies. So how did you feel about her? I think yeah, she she's she plays the wife like perfectly. The wife that tries her best to deal with her husband that's obsessed with things that don't really matter. But I don't. Mm, like she plays well off Chevy Chase, I feel, but nothing that for me was that exceptional. I don't like Chevy Chase that much, actually. So, but she, but he's like he's good. He's like a, he he works as a, a dad. Right. Huh. Okay. Um. Okay, I think we can move on to one of your picks. Um. So what was your next one? I don't think I have a... Uh, there's one that the two of us put on, but I feel like uh, we can leave it for the end. Okay. Uh, and go to your uh, your second our second to last film uh, that you made me watch and that I actually enjoyed, enjoyed surprisingly because it's not at all my kind of movie. And that's Bad Santa. Oh, yeah. So, I, I, this should have been on the last episode, but I put it in here just because um, I love it so much, um, and I watch it like as a Christmas movie. Um, and it's bad. Santa doesn't pull any punches. <laughs> like it's everyone in this. Every character is awful, like an yep. awful, awful human being, like. They, they introduced the, the security guard and he's as bad as all of them. <laughs> yep. He's the, he's absolutely terrible. Like, it's a movie about really bad people doing really bad things. <laughs> they, just, they just happen to be doing it at Christmas. Um, the only person... The only people who are, like, innocent in any way are um, uh, Thurman Merman and uh, the bartender, who uh, Billy Bob is... Uh, I don't know what to describe their relationship or how to describe their relationship. Um, But uh, yeah, I'll just say uh, continuously having sex throughout the film. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best, best way to say it. Um, But yeah, like that's, uh, those are the only two characters who are any, who are in any way redeemable. Everybody else is a total asshole. Um, uh, Which bartender? I'm not, uh, Lauren uh, Graham. She's the oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she's yeah, yeah. A, she's the girl who's obsessed I, I, with Santa. Yeah, I actually forgot she was a bartender because I think we they only see you only see her bartending at the beginning, right? Before yeah. they start just uh, <laughs> just like, fucking for the rest of the film. Yeah, like it's always like a state of right before or right after um, throughout the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's. It's really hilarious at some point. Re- it honestly was really, 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 really weird to see the mom from Gilmore Girl, Gilmore Girls, uh, just have a Santa finish and fucking throughout the whole movie. Yep, <laughs> it's really good. I, yeah, I know. I love this movie. I love, I love his his partner in crime. Um, I love his partner in crime's wife. Um, yeah. They are brilliant. Um, yeah, everything about the movie. It's so well written. Again, 
it's dark and it does not care about your feelings. Um, and like there's a moment, <laughs> there's a scene in a boxing ring <laughs> where where they're just yeah. punching each other in the nuts over and over again. <laughs> And I I couldn't control myself watching that scene because um, it gets so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it's a great Christmas movie, guys. <laughs> Am I selling it as a Christmas yeah. movie? Um, but no. I think the the best part is seeing like a uh, Billy Bob Thornton's character like slowly deteriorate and getting worse and worse and just becoming a pile of yeah piss and shit on his chair. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> Like when he comes in drunk and he can barely move up the escalator. Yeah. And like, he's just, he's, I, yeah. I've been drunk, like really, really drunk, but I've never been this drunk. Right. And I, and I, I didn't think it, I've never seen anyone be this drunk it's, in my life. It's crazy movie drunk to a level yeah. that I haven't seen before either. Um, and I've seen the movie many times, but it's just always amazing. His. Yeah, his performance as like this guy who's always drunk all the time, or he's about to be drunk at any moment. Um, like the most sober he is during the whole movie is when Thurman cuts his hand. Um, the entire yeah. rest of the movie, like his eyes always half closed, and he always has a bottle of vodka or like a little tiny bottle of I don't know scotch in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> or a beer or something um but yeah like he's just constantly drunk and he yeah and some of his jokes are just great at <laughs> some of the time <laughs> you're not gonna shit right for a week and all the yeah it's a it's a crude movie also if you're not somebody who likes crude humor or a lot of like the joke is the fact that they said a certain word this movie is not gonna be for you but um Otherwise, it's it's a very well done movie, I think, um, and it's I think it might be one of the darkest Christmas movies ever made. Um, you know, that's not a horror movie because there are many of those that are extremely dark. Um, yeah. But uh, on that side of things, on, on this side of things, where it's still within the realm of comedy, it's the darkest Christmas movie ever made. Um, at the end, <laughs> like he only gets out of the life of crime because his partner decides <laughs> his partner decides that he just wants to be done with him and wants to shoot him um and the only and, reason no but he told the police before no yeah well no, it was thurman who called the police on him uh oh, okay yeah the no kid... I, I, I okay no i thought i thought he was the one that told thurman to call the police like he knew the police was gonna come were gonna right. come Oh, that's I right. Think. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Because I, yeah, yeah, because I feel like the 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 do the tiniest possible redemption at the end. Like he says, that's the only reason he's not going to to jail that long is because he he told the police that he told the feds that they were going to be there so oh. that they catch his partner. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, I love that, like, the only redemption his character gets is that he cares about the kid enough to get him the pink elephant. Um, and that's... And he really doesn't get redeemed other than that. Like, he doesn't become a good person. Yeah. At the end. 
No, he just starts caring a bit about the kid and about uh, Lauren Graham's character. Yeah, like, otherwise, still the same guy. Yeah, also, still, a, still a horrible human being. Right, and, and we know there's a sequel, so he, we know he goes back to his old tricks at some point, but, um... Yeah, Have so, you seen the sequel? No, I haven't. Um, I, I, I've only heard bad things, so I, I'll just okay. continue watching this one. Uh, <laughs> I'll just watch this over and over again. Um, but yeah, like, I have to admit, I did watch the movie after, like, I got home at like two a.m. one night after a lot of drinks and watched this movie, and it was the best actual setting to watch it. So, my advice is, if you're not super into crude movies and comedies, like I am not, just <laughs> watch this movie after a few drinks, and it make you perfectly in the mood. Yeah, I think that's a solid plan, actually. Um, like, the scene where the kid comes up to him during lunch and he just freaks out. Like, uh, that stuff's going to play really well when you're drunk. Um, so, yeah, that's a that's a thing. But, um, yeah, Bad, Bad Santa. Again, warnings if you're not into crude stuff, but like Eric said, a uh, few shots, a uh, couple beers, you know, uh, hey, might be fun. Um, if you know that that's Some... not your style. Some Christmas eggnog with the family, and then put this movie on and see your grandma have a heart attack. Right, that's right. <laughs> when, when he thinks, when he thinks the grandma's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like shit, uh, and then she wakes up and she's like, "I'm gonna make you some sandwiches," um, and the grandma's perfect throughout the movie. Um, yeah. Just yeah, walking around like half dead inside, just like not remembering anything and just occasionally knowing her son's name and just assuming everybody is her son um i love it uh yeah i love everything about this movie really um like a lot of the a lot of the jokes are just great um again if you're into crude humor if yeah. crude is not your thing you know i, I want to make sure people understand what they're getting into um, yeah, like uh i did watch part of it with my like, Girlfriend, girlfriend, and she hated it. <laughs> yeah, I completely believe that. Like, it's yeah, I can see both both ways. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Did you? Uh, do you want to talk about Wonderful Life? I guess. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, one? that's. Yeah. That's our our last one, I think. The classic of all classics. Yep. It's um. I think it's the most played Christmas movie ever, probably. Um, and here's the thing with A Wonderful Life. Even if you've never seen it, you have in some way seen it. Um, you know, either as in the background in other movies, um, as we mentioned, it plays in the end of or plays the end of it in Gremlins. Um, so you know, you have some context for what it is, but. Um, if you watch television for any period of time, most sitcoms have done a Christmas episode. Um, or maybe not even a Christmas episode. Just an episode. That is beat for beat this movie. Um, I, I think most sitcoms have, at least. Um, and it's this. There's, an, there's a guy who at some point um, is pushed to the point where he just doesn't want to live anymore and he meets an angel um 
Uh, and he tells him that, no, you have a reason to be here. And then he says, well, I wish I'd never been born. And then he gets to see that reality. Um, and that's the part that you've probably seen copied a lot. So many times. <laughs> like, it's been everywhere. Uh, kids sitcoms, adult sitcoms, you know, every, all around. You know, comic books, whatever you can think of. It's been copied um, so many times. But when I, I remember when I first saw this, I was surprised that that's like the last third of the movie. Um, or like the last half of it. The first half is really building up this person of George Bailey and building up his life. And that makes sense because in a TV show, yeah. you already know the characters, so you don't need to build up their lives. You can just jump to that point and you already have this backstory with all these people. Um, but yeah, like you really get into his story um, and his time before and his time falling in love and you know and trials and you know turmoil and all being being stuck in the town forever and ever Mm -hmm. but making the best of it yeah you really get a sense that this is a guy who wanted more and wanted to go other places and do other things um and you really see like how sometimes life just doesn't let you have it your way um, eh. And the only reason he did it, he didn't, is because he was just a good man, just too good of a man to let the people uh, be without his father's uh, uh, loan business, and then uh, let his uh, brother travel. And it's always, it's never for him, always for other people. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a. It's a story about somebody who's been selfless for so long and they don't realize how much their selflessness has affected others. Um, and it's really about like coming to terms with what you with how you have impacted other people. Um, and it just it tells that story in such a interesting way. Um, and it you know it shows how even somebody who, didn't fight in the war um, because he's ineligible for service because of his ear. Even somebody who doesn't get to do that, who doesn't get to get that sort of glory that, you know, is usually associated with that. Um, even they can have an impact. Um, and it's just a movie that's about life in so many beautiful ways that are very small. Um, so yeah, it's like a it's a very well done movie and it's it's amazing the story behind it you know when you go into how nobody went to see it um it was a failure at the time it was a big failure um and it takes place right after world war Two, so it's this weirdly happy movie um about world war Two when people were kind of against being happy they kind of wanted to be angry a little bit um so yeah like it's it's an interesting movie to look back on and realize it became big because they would play it on television just over and over and over again um yeah that's unbelievable yeah that's people yeah that that's something can grow so big and be 
for many people, like it's the seminal Christmas film. Mm-hmm. And again, it's the one that even if you've never watched it, you know it. Um, yes, yeah. it's, it's just like so impactful. It's like the it's the father of all mo- of modern Christmas movies. It's the father of Christmas movies, really. It's the first Christmas movie that I think of. Um, so yeah, it's it's a very interesting movie to rewatch. It's 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 weird because Paramount, which is the studio that owns it, they don't play it much. Um, I believe, or I think it's Paramount or RKO. So it's RKO owned by Paramount. But it doesn't get played a lot ever, really. Like there are newer Christmas movies that seem to have sort of taken the spotlight. But it's a movie that I think holds up really well um, for being from 1946, 45. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I watched it for the first time uh, a couple of years ago, just when I was starting to watch like a, a bunch of classics, and. It held up super well, and like you said, I was actually surprised when at the end it ended up being, oh, it's that movie that this this whole plot came from, this plot they do all the time, because mm-hmm. you don't really expect it. No, if, if you don't bad. know, if you don't know it's from this film, like you right. watch a movie, you you like it. I think it, I think the he starts seeing his past like. A, an hour and 20 minutes into the two-hour film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a very interesting thing to watch, and it does feel like it becomes another movie. Um, and it, and it, it kind of becomes like an episode of The Twilight Zone, but with a much lighter uh, twist on, on it. Um, it's like a, you know, the, the, the daylight zone, <laughs> um, almost. Uh, so, yeah, it's... But it's a very interesting movie to watch, and, and I'm, and that that's interesting that you said that because it, that's very much how I felt as a kid. Like I didn't, again, I didn't know there was this whole beginning part of the movie. I just knew that there was this part where you know you're in this alternate universe. That again, it's been referenced in everything. Back to the Future is technically referencing it, kind of. Um, they're sort of doing the realistic version of it, um, but yeah. It's a very good movie to watch, um, and it's a movie that you should rewatch just because of the cultural significance and sort of to see where the references come from. Um, and I think it's a movie you should watch because it's just good. It, hold, it yeah. holds up really well in storytelling. Jim James Stewart is yeah so good as Peter yeah uh, Peter Bailey yeah. yeah James Stewart is it's amazing to watch James Stewart because. You have, George Bailey. Yeah, you have your, you have your idea of what a, um, of what a 1940s actor sounds like, um, and what that means, and it's the transatlantic accent, see, and blah 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 blah, blah, blah you know, and uh, James Stewart was actually a naturalist actor. He was doing naturalism before, um, I'm blanking on his name, uh, before The Godfather and. Uh, that actor whose name I'm forgetting. Um, and before James uh, Marlon Dean, Brando. Yes, before Brando and before James Dean, um, he was doing naturalism, a very early version of naturalism. So there still is a little bit of the transatlantic accent, but he's not. He's not choosing the perfect words. 
you know, or saying the line exactly as is. He's doing something that's very real. Um, and if you watch anything with James Stewart, there's a very obvious influence uh, from him to Nick Cage. <laughs> 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 it's like you're watching Proto Cage um, in the best possible ways. Um, so yeah, that's that's another interesting thing to do is to really see James Stewart and this actor who went on to have like a really just gigantic career and see sort of fairly early stages in his career and see him play this again like a very sweet lovable character um who's kind of just done with it um but you really like see an arc in him um and you see hope you you get to see a lot of range from this person and you get to see these seminal moments in his life in a very real way. Like, it feels very realistic, even though it's, I don't know, 70 years removed at this point? So, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting thing to watch. And it's very much a movie about if you're uh, good to other people, other people will be good to you. If you being a good man is a virtue on itself and it pays back. And mm-hmm. I feel for a Christmas film, it's a pretty great lesson to have. Yeah, and that is interesting. It's not about a character, as in most Christmas films, who starts off as bad, which is, which is sort of out of outside of what we normally think of when we say. Christmas movies. Christmas movies are usually about somebody who in some way has forgotten how to be, how to act at Christmas time or how to be a family person, you know, or how to just, or just how to be decent, kind of, um, you know, the whole range of those things. Um, or somebody who's just forgotten what it all means. This is somebody who from the very beginning has a very centered idea of what it means to have a family and to celebrate life um and it's about somebody who loses that and has to regain it um and that's even at the end when he he goes to kill himself on the bridge it's not for him it's for his family because he has a the only thing he has left to his name is the health insurance life insurance policy yep yeah (laughs) well um so we went through all the ones that we had on our list um but that's fine um so yeah, this is uh, these are sort of traditional Christmas movies, and I want to I want to get your take on something, and this is something I've thought about for a very long time. Um, and we've kind of addressed a little bit. What to you, when you're looking at a new Christmas movie, um, what do you makes a Christmas movie appealing to you, or that would sell you on watching a Christmas movie? Uh, it. Uh, I think for for me to want to watch it on Christmas, it has to be something that's, um, I'm not sure. It, I think a few of the movies we mentioned, I, I'd probably rewatch on Christmas, even if I haven't done so in a while. Uh, uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas, maybe a Muppet, The Muppet's Christmas, It's a Wonderful Life. I feel it has to be a movie that's ultimately positive, ultimately that tries to tell something good about the world. 
and good about Christmas itself, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't ha- even have to have that part. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think not. it doesn't have to even be about Christmas itself. It just has to be about... And I, I very much agree with what you're saying. Uh, it has to be about being uplifting for me. That is a big part of it. It's, it's about... It's a story that does at the end make you feel better about the world in some way you know black you know bad bad santa being a major exception to that um yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't watch bad santa on christmas no 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 no. you watch that at the beginning of the month when you're really angry about how terrible thanksgiving goes if you're in america um uh and how depressing that uh, that weekend is um so yeah, that's when you watch it, and then you, you, know, you as as Christmas goes on, you watch more cheery Christmas movies to lift your spirits up. Um, yeah, and it's movies that I like to say it's movies that make me feel Christmas, but that don't have to resort to tricks, um, and that's an important one for me. Um, the Muppets Christmas Carol doesn't resort to any tricks. It doesn't try to use music that you already know and you know play on your nostalgia for that it comes up with new music that feels um in the same vein as some of the classic christmas songs um and it uses those songs within the scenes that are being presented and it uses them within those scenes very well um so yeah that that's sort of my thoughts on you know what makes a good christmas movie is it plays by its own rules it doesn't try to trick you and it doesn't try to toy with you it just tries to present a feeling and present that feeling in a way that's appealing but not gratuitously you know just like yeah pulling on your nostalgia strings um which is something that i sometimes i'm fine with it but other times it becomes annoying uh like too much sugar which is another common thing that you will find at Christmas time. <laughs> uh, well, also, I, I don't think I've seen any new Christmas film that I was like, oh, this this is a good Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the last movie I saw that had Christmas in it that was any good was that movie Why Him? And it wasn't even because it was a Christmas movie. It was just kind of funny. Um, yeah, it was just like it. It had a few really good laughs, but it wasn't really about Christmas that much. I think I, I think Tangerine that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago does end up being a good Christmas film to a certain extent, just because it ends up being a film really about friendship mm-hmm. in the best way that it can be friendship between people that need it the most. That's the one I've seen recently that feels maybe the whole the whole film itself doesn't really feel that Christmassy, but at the end it I feel it, it, it is in what it's trying to 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 do to say. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to see the the new film Pottersville about Michael Shannon <laughs> pretending to be Bigfoot to save his marriage or something like that. It's a weird looking movie that I'm. I'm suspect about it, but it's Michael Shannon. Um, no, it's uh, the reviews say it's 
awful, but still yeah. I I kind of <laughs> just because it's, the the cast is Ron Perlman and Ian McShane and Christina Hendricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How does this film exist? Is the question. I, I, that's that that is the big question because that's a very strange cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon's great in everything, even if the movie's bad. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, during the two minutes in BVS where he's a dead he's a dead body, he's great. <laughs> the rest of the movie, um, but yeah, yeah. So he's always great in just about everything. So I would be interested to see what he does in that movie as a man <laughs> who accidentally. Uh, causes Bigfoot rumors. Um, yeah. And if uh, you're not going to watch a movie, go read the David Ehrlich review because he's like one of my favorite writers and I always love reading his reviews of really bad films. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun thing also. Um, okay. um, Alright, uh, I think we're good on Christmas movies for for this episode, I guess. And we sort of talked about our feelings on Christmas. Um, so I guess uh, I feel like we can both say uh, happy holidays to all of our listeners, I guess, yeah. by the time they're listening to this. Um, Merry Christmas if you're celebrating it. Yes. And uh, just enjoy enjoy your holidays if you have them. And good luck if you have to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am I am pulling for you uh, if you do have to work. And if I'm one of those people who has to work, um, I'm pulling for myself also. So, yay. Um, so, yeah, that's a thing. But uh, if you do have to work, I hope you get through it, and I hope I hope everything's good. Um, and uh, I'll be in Cuba when this episode releases. So. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's fun for me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. Um since since by the time this comes out it will be christmas time ish uh if there's somebody you haven't talked to for a while maybe give them a call you never know uh it could be fun um also happy new year of course um so yeah and see you next year for something some new show uh, new episodes and a lot more movie talk oh yes always always, <laughs> always. yeah um so i guess uh we can go to our plugs. Um, I am at I am a Haro in most of the places. Um, uh, SpaceColombo.tumblr.com uh, for all my weird thoughts and things and things I find on Tumblr that I find interesting. So do that. Uh, LostHaro.wordpress.com. Uh, you're listening to this podcast, so you obviously know that it exists. But um, please share it with other people try the other podcasts uh in our podcast network vgh and fwaq um so yeah try those out um and i'll plug it uh, for alan uh project katana coming out next year so yay yay uh also follow me on twitter uh isayer uh where i'm i'm still tweeting about movies about every other day <laughs> And, uh, I don't know, hug someone and give them a kiss on the cheek. I, I endorse this message. <laughs> Bye, we love you. Bye. <laughs>